0: Hello everybody,
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, the big show, the most important and critically acclaimed podcast that is recorded in our car, and today we are in the red studio as opposed to the white studio or the black studio. That's right, we have three different studios. The white studio is in fact an old farm truck, so it's the noisy studio as compared to these which are at least not quite as noisy. Welcome to the show, we're here to talk to you today about... What isn't here? You know what isn't here? We're in the middle of nowhere, by the way. We're traveling, as always. And um, you know what isn't here?
0: There's no doctors here.
1: There are no doctors here. because We're in the middle of nowhere.
0: I am not a physician.
1: And I am, and not, I am a,
0: not giving you medical advice. I, I am, am just reporting either.
1: things. And, but in this car, there are no doctors. Now, sometimes we are where there are doctors. We are where there are yes. medical people. Many of our friends are medical people.
0: I, I often go to my most, some of my most dangerous places with my very own physician right beside me.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we're we going to do something dangerous. We're taking doctors.
0: <laughs> right? Except right? she doesn't cave dive. So there's that.
1: Yeah. And there's Doc. There's Doc. It's funny. he The, the team doctor of a, of a team she is a member of has worked for, oh my gosh, she's been in the medical industry for however many years. 75 vietnam, he a, yeah. years? he was he was, a, he was a, uh, a a mash guy in vietnam
0: he was a 101st airborne surgeon
1: yeah well let's not get too specific okay. but yes okay we'll go no further than that yeah um, but anyway yeah he was a surgeon and um, but you know when he doctors the the support the full contact sport um, it's funny because he's like you know i have put back More shoulders back into joint in the last three years than I did the previous 40. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you you go hard, you play hard. But sometimes, you know, when you need medical help, it's not there for whatever reason. You may be out in the middle of the hinterlands. It may be in a stuff hits the the fan situation. You may be cut off by floodwater. They may be over... The medical services may be available, but just overwhelmed.
0: Or there's a whole bunch of infectious people there.
1: Or there's a whole... Very... Yeah, you don't want to go to a hospital and catch the pandemic bug going around. Because the least healthy place in the world for you is a hospital or a nursing home. A hospital even more, actually.
0: When they're in the middle of an epidemic? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's bad stuff. So, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to... We're going to... We're We're not doctors. But we're going to do what uh, preppers do. We're going to start looking at what resources are available so that we can take care of ourselves. And one of the prime resources that we have available to us, and every prepper can afford to own. There's not a prepper on this continent who can't afford to own a copy of this resource. Because it's free. If they own
0: any electronic device. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, because it's free. That they
0: can read it off of. Yeah. Um, They'll give it to you for free. Because they want it to be well known. So, Salty, you are not a medical professional guy in any sense. In
1: any sense, no.
0: So, suppose it's me that's hurt or sick. And you need to figure out how to take care of me. What kind of information do you need?
1: Uh, how hurt and sick are you?
0: I'm... Not able to communicate with you. You're on your own.
1: Well, you look about five foot four.
0: Oh, no. He's going right to the to the hole size. <laughs>
1: yeah, I got to go to the Man. hole size. <laughs>
0: That's harsh, dude. Try, try at least.
1: I'm going to scream for help. <laughs> but if there is nobody else, maybe I do need to know a little bit of something. Yeah. Maybe I do. But I know exactly, if we're at home, I know exactly what to do. Which is? Grab the book. Mm-hmm. Well, we have lots of books, but grab one book in particular. Where, where There Is No Doctor.
0: Uh, yeah, a Village Health Handbook, I think is the rest of the title. Right. But it definitely starts out, Where There Is No Doctor. Yeah, a Village Health Care Handbook. Right, it is designed,
1: this book was written not for us. Here in a first-world country because we do actually have access to emergency medical help.
0: It is, however, useful for all of us. Absolutely. Whether we're preppers or not, this is a useful book.
1: It's right. got a lot this of good was,
0: information in it.
1: This was written for third-world countries where there are no doctors many times. Yeah, there a village
0: healthcare in. handbook kind of. Yeah. That's, so that's the so truth. She,
1: she's going to tell you all about the book because I've read it, but it's been a while. So. This was
0: a guy who... Uh, I think he's a physician, but I'm not positive about that. He was definitely trained in the U.S. And he went to help provide medical care in uh, Mexico, rural Mexico, in the 1970s. And he was out in places where they are poor, where they are a long way from any hospital, where they are a long way from any physician. And they had healthcare care people, of course. Every community's got some people trying to help out others with their health care needs. But... Although they were perfectly intelligent people, they were not educated people. And some of the information they had access to was pretty darn terrible. Uh, Some remedies that communities come up with on their own without really applying scientific method to them work wonderfully, and some work terribly. And so these people had information of extremely spotty quality. And this guy, David Warner. He saw a need to be able to disperse information to these people so that they're intelligent people and they were caring people and they wanted to help and they could read. It was originally written in Spanish, but it's been translated into over a 100 languages, I hear, one of them being English. If they could read, then they could use this book. Even if they couldn't read, you can get a lot of information from looking at the little diagrams the guy wrote and put in there. He did a lot of little cartoon sketches that are really actually quite helpful. And he put them in the book, too. And he wrote this book and started getting it dispersed throughout Mexico. And it went over so well and is so helpful to a lot of people that an organization that's interested in improving global health started publishing it in a whole bunch of different languages, making it available for free online, and basically, dispersing it as far and wide as possible to try and get it into as many hands that needed it.
1: Now we have the printed version of this book.
0: Yeah, because having a paper paper book is
1: really nice, preferable to having a book that depends on electricity. Yeah, and, and not only that, we wanted to support them,
0: and it's easier to flip through that way too. Right,
1: and we but we wanted to support them because we we like what they're doing. Oh, yes. And, you know, the fact that they give this away from free. And also the same people put out the book, Where There Is No Dentist, which we're not going to really talk about today. We have. And it's an invaluable resource. And it's also available from the same place for free. I'm going to put a link in the article that goes along with this podcast to where you can get those. And also, while you're there, there's a bunch of other free medical community materials there that are available to download. We highly recommend you just download all of them.
0: Yeah, there's a Where There Is No Doctor for Emergency Home Health Care as well. I just saw that when I was making sure I had the right last name for this guy. Yeah, and there's my a whole bunch of stuff.
1: We're going to put those links in with the On the Beans Full Spanish and You website. So, that'll be there for you as a resource.
0: Needless to say, we're not getting any money from these people. No. I don't okay. know if they get any money from it at all. And if they do, it's just covering some of their publication and disbursement costs. Right. So we, uh, they're not buying any advertising.
1: And we're not selling anything. We, we have no affiliate accounts or anything like that. So. I just
0: really like this book. Yeah, It is my favorite prepping book ever. Cool. And there are some good prepping books out there. But this is my favorite because it is so directly useful. It's not only based on very good, solid scientific information but it is comes from an extremely practical point of view and it does a very good job of translating the most necessary information into a way that is easy to grasp and easy to implement. So I liked like it a lot. Easy yeah. is
1: important when you are dealing with somebody in pain or dealing with somebody in a desperate situation. You need easy. Um, one of the things that always annoys me as a person, is when people have emergency supplies like first aid stuff that's really difficult to get to or you can't find it because it keeps moving around from one place to another. That's why we have one box. It's sitting right in a particular spot. We don't move it. It stays right in that spot. And that box, you pick it up, you pop it open, and it takes you right to the stop bleeding stuff. Because that's your number one concern when it comes to emergency first aid is bleeding, you know, for something that you can easily fix, or yeah, since we
0: address. don't own an AED at the moment, right,
1: right. So it's right there, and if I've got one hand all chopped up, I need to be able to do this all with one hand. So if you have a situation where you have, uh, you're going to be needing emergency possibly be needing emergency help but you don't have a resource to go to like a doctor you need to keep this information easily findable and available so you can grab it in a hurry and not just buried in some bookshelf in some room somewhere
0: and the rest of the book is that's not about emergency medicine the healthcare provider would have time to flip through the book and find what they're looking for But much of the system's information, like, oh, there's something wrong with this person's eye. So I'll go to the chapter on eyes, and I'll start reading on that, and it will help me figure out what's wrong. And then it will help me figure out what to do about it. So it's a good resource when you don't know exactly what it is you don't know. You just have a general idea of where you need to go and where the problem is. The book will help you take it from there and find what you need. And it's also got some extraordinarily useful information for preppers that I have not been able to find elsewhere in as easily digestible and compact a format, as easily usable a format. Because a lot of preppers have, say, antibiotics in stock.
1: Sure. A lot. In of case our fish yeah. get sick. In case our fish get sick. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So a lot of people have those, but which antibiotic should you use? Uh, when should you use an antibiotic and when should you use something else? How much do you need to give? How long a course do you need to give? Uh, if it's a wound, are any of these supposed to be put on the wounds? Are you supposed to take them all by mouth? or Do you have to inject any of them?
1: And this is actually the antibiotic thing. This is something we're going to come back to very quickly. Um This story is done, right? The one that goes with this podcast? Yes. Okay, so I'm probably just going to, when we get back home, I'm probably just going to go and pop this in. We'll run this tonight. So Mm -hmm. um, so I could say in the near future, if you hear this, you should expect to see a story on antibiotics as to when to use them and when not to. It's not going to be a very big story.
0: That one's written, too.
1: Okay, so we'll probably just run that tomorrow. Yeah. I know we were, excuse me, I'm sorry. I know we've been talking about that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll probably do a, a separate short podcast on that one as well. It's going to be short.
0: But all of that information... This one's
1: going to be short, too, so... You know, so.
0: It's anyway. really important, but it's not easily available. Healthcare providers have... Uh, physicians have that kind of information. Right. That's part of what they're taught in med school, and they have easy access references for that sort of thing. But your average person doesn't, and it makes a big difference which antibiotic you take and how much you take and for how long and most companies do not want to publish that easily and clearly for the lay reader because it's supposed to be a prescription only drug and they don't want you using it without the physician doing the recommendations so they just don't make the information easy to get
1: i am not I'm i'm not going to talk about politics but i'm going to say i am not a person who likes government putting the brakes on things. I don't I just not that's not my groove. I think pretty much freedom is a good thing. But having said that, antibiotics are something you can really mess over not only yourself but everybody else with if you do not know what you're doing. Antibiotics resistance is a real It's a thing. problem
0: and it's a problem for all of us because some of us have been sloppy
1: with it. And some of the uh, doctors have been sloppy with it. Yes. Some of the people have, a lot of people haven't followed the directions. And it's going to be the death of us all one of these days.
0: Maybe, maybe literally the maybe death of literally. us all. Maybe uh, literally. People
1: messing around and getting themselves good antibiotic-resistant strains going, you know.
0: The outcomes for antibiotic use are much better in countries that have always had physician control over prescribing. Than in countries that don't have physician control over prescribing. Yeah. So
1: I, yeah, I, I don't really want to go too far into yeah, that because that's that's, get that's not a political, political statement. Stuff, that
0: that is a factual statement.
1: Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not really comfortable that, going there. But anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. So yeah, the fish antibiotic thing. I we all know what's going on with that, and if we don't, well, there's lots of resources. We're we we do not really go too much into on three b y. We haven't done the fish antibiotic thing very much. Yeah,
0: because, because we're not
1: pharmacists. We're using not doctors, you know.
0: antibiotics properly is such a big hairy deal that I'm not one who's just going to say, "Oh, everybody should keep some of these and use them when you got a problem" because I I see so many problems when people when they're not used correctly that you may end up creating a bunch more problems than you solve. But that's if another you don't podcast know what you're doing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You'll probably so, hear another podcast on that tomorrow, so
0: At any rate, this is a place where he will give you that information. He describes various conditions as he's going through the systems, and he tells you which particular antibiotics are most recommended. And if you can't get a hold of those, here are some other things that also work pretty well. Here's how much you should give based on the size and body weight of the person. Here's are the ways in which you can administer it. It's a very direct, very straightforward He concentrates on the drugs that are easiest to get because those are the ones that the people he wrote the book for are most likely to be able to get a hold of. So it's got a lot of very direct and useful information. It's also got a lot of very practical information like, okay, you've got somebody who's got a nasty case of diarrhea or vomiting and they're getting all dehydrated. What do you give them to fix them up? Well, you give them an electrolyte solution. That's nice, but you can't exactly run down and pick up some Gatorade right now, can you? No. So here's what you do. You take your teaspoon, and you take your container that has, you know it's a one-liter water jug that uh, soda came in once upon a time, maybe. You take your teaspoon and your salt container and your little box of baking soda or whatever, and he will tell you how to use those tools to do a pretty good job of mixing up the right solution. If it needs to be sterilized, he will tell you how you can sterilize it if all you've got is an open fire. Now, it's it's very direct and very useful. He'll tell you how to stabilize things and when you need to do your best to get somebody to a physician and when it is reasonable to try and treat them yourself. So he's not like, oh yeah, if you need to take out an appendix, you just... No. Because if you've never stuck your fingers inside a living mammal's body, it's kind of confusing in there, guys, and watching a YouTube video on it ain't going to get it done. So he doesn't even bother to go there. It's just like, well, if it's this condition, they you really need medical care or you really need to support and hope for the best rather than trying to cut them open on your kitchen table, well, trying to was, give you instructions for that.
1: There was a reason that early surgeons were often the butchers because they were the people that were used to dealing with and cutting into warm mammals.
0: And barbers. A lot of them were barbers too because they were, were used, to using, too, which I don't really, used to using really sharp knives.
1: There you go. <laughs> yeah. That shave with the straight razor thing, that still gives me the willies. And I'm not even talking about uh, uh, that silly Johnny Depp movie, uh, The Mad Barber. Yeah, let's not go there. Yeah, never watched it. No interest in it. Anyway, um, yeah, so...
0: It's an excellent resource.
1: uh, Excellent resource. Now, homework assignment. We're giving a homework assignment. Everybody who's listening to this, if you don't already own the book, I want you to at least download... The book from the website and read through it. Okay? At least do that. I know if you're listening to this, then you have a device that you can do this on. And even
0: if you don't want to read through the whole thing, if you're not willing to commit that, there are chapters on uh, what to look for, on first aid, on how to uh, check somebody out to see what the problem is. If you don't want to handle every chapter on every body system, or you don't have any... Uh, reproductive age women around and you don't want to read the chapter on that or you don't have any kids around and you don't want to read the chapter on pediatrics right now, all right. But there are some basic informational chapters on there that are very useful for everybody. And there is a suggestion for uh, medical kits.
1: Right. And that's a really Checkoff interesting, yeah. interesting part of you know, listening to what really, really, really is important. When there's not a doctor around. Ew. I just hit a really big, disgusting bug. I it died people.
0: horribly. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now he's gone. <laughs>
0: there, there will be no doctor for him. <laughs>
1: yes, there will be no doctor for that. I think it was a moth. Okay. Um, are we good? We're good. We Where will, there is no doctor. We will Excellent catch book. you on the next podcast. Bye.